This is Coach Lori, President of Intermind Sports. Hey, thanks for joining me for this first session for our 95 Lesson Series uh, involving athletes and mental training for sport. We've been researching mental sports training for over 40 years. It sounds like a long time, but we took the time to design a program that looks at the entire athlete. So much of what you might do every day is physical training and uh, there's not a lot out there of quality work on emotional and mental training so we're here to help with that. If you're listening to this podcast recording uh, keep in mind that there's five categories in your development as an athlete for training. The first one is mental so that's the way you think. Uh, number two is emotional the way you feel social, the way you are around other people, that's other teammates, coaches, trainers, parents, family. Physical is the connection between the body and the mind. And my first degree is in kinesiology, so it's really helpful to know that the uh, brain connects to the body and the body connects to the brain. That sounds basic, but it's true. Then the last category, number five, is your belief system. So that's your sports philosophy and it could be even a deep sense of why you are an athlete. So today just uh, put your feet up or if you're driving the car just pay attention to the traffic and I'll talk you through it. Let's begin with the mental component first. So InnerMind has identified 22 mental capabilities that are the hallmarks of great athletes. The first of these is the mental tool of logic thinking. This topic comes with some level of debate, for sure, as philosophers and scientists and behaviorists believe that the mind can never reach a state of pure logic. Um, for myself, over the years, I agree with that. The brain is a complex storehouse, and athletes appear to be more driven sometimes by emotional responses than the facts. This is because sports is um, very dynamic, so it's ever-changing. Ever so there's a guy called Aristotle, some of you know him um, or know of him, the founder of formal logic. So he got this great gig, a teaching job of teaching a king who was Alexander the Great for those historians out there. And Aristotle said, um, Aristotle said that people can overcome their fears and if they could do that, they would be truly free. So overcoming fears are best conquered by staying to the facts of the situation. So as a mental coach in sport, I've spent thousands of hours with athletes who are afraid to be themselves, uh, often to push forward in the face of adversity. That's a huge weak point. And I've met athletes who are afraid to make mistakes. Um, they're petrified to approach the coach. They have fear of losing and some of those rare athletes, they're actually afraid of winning. So the formula we've come up with to teach athletes is to stay as far to the realm of logical thought as they can. So this means the athlete needs to stick to the facts. Instead of building up a reputation, let's say, of your opponent, uh, oh man, this team is undefeated and you know they just beat everybody in the first round, um, you can sort of think today is a day that I can play better than yesterday because that's a fact. That's logic. It's a fact that it's a new day, a new game, and a new situation. So it's that 
logic in sport is that someone is going to lose today and someone is going to win. That's what sport is about. What if you rehearsed every day the feeling of winning? Would you win more? Now you answer that. The answer is probably not, according to our research. Yet, if you could keep the scoreboard out of it for a second and center your thoughts on your skills over and above your opponent, it may be logical then to assume that you can control a big part of the game in the competition or the match or round. So let's map this out together. Um, you show up for a competition. You feel prepared, well stretched out, reflexes are up there, you're aware, you're alert. And if you think about how well you can move and how you can read the play and anticipate better than your opponent, will you be off to a good start? And the answer is, is yes. Uh, we've witnessed this over and over again. Athletes who are over-prepared and over-hyped and over-psyched um, will often let that error happen right at the beginning. You know, for you goalies, ice hockey goalies out there, it might be the very first shot and it's a garbage goal, it's in, and the dynamics suddenly change. For you tennis players, it might be fault serves and you just can't seem to get your serve in and and um, you're just not off to a good start. So it can go both ways. If you think, however, that preparing the mind is about calming it to a point that you know that you're ready, your breathing is very neutral, you don't have any thoughts other than getting after it and just playing the game that you know how you can, you have an ability to reset when you make an error. You don't harbor that with, you know, emotional angst and you're flipping out on the court or you're, you know, throwing your hockey stick or just acting like a goof, right? So you, you have to think about that calmness is related to logic and logic is a platform for success. So it's a fact that two plus two equals four. But what if somebody came up to you and said, well, 2 plus 2 equals 6 today? Well, how are you going to manage that? You can be as prepared as you want to at times, and then things go off the rails. So let's say that you're going to play a competition today of some kind. How do you prepare? What is logical? And logical thought means that an athlete has a routine. So you don't just prepare all over the map and one day you're having a smoothie and sometimes you stretch for five minutes sometimes you play rock music other times you have, you know have an argument with somebody to get hyped up you have to have a stricter team that is logical you know to proceed because the brain is always looking for information in fact the brain is such a structured organ of thought it's mapped out a hundred percent but the mind has got two spaces conscious thought and unconscious processing. So let's boil it down a bit. The, the mind has thoughts when you're awake and also thoughts when you're sleeping. So the mind's function on every one day is to sort out all that information, which we call bites or bits or junk. So everyday science estimates that you guys out there as athletes have over a quarter a million bytes of information, new information. So how do you sort that all out? Well, logical thought says, 
leave this alone because that doesn't make sense and take this piece of information and use it. So sometimes you guys have stood on the field and your coach has talked for 30 minutes and it went right over your head and you didn't get one idea out of that. It's better to think about what did that person say at the beginning and what did they say at the end. That's logic. And take those small jewels and use them. So state of the facts, as we said, emotional data is when you're thinking that somebody's thinking something about you. When you're thinking you're not good enough. When you're thinking you're going to lose a game. So mental practice is, what are the facts? The facts are, I'm a great athlete. The facts are, I'm well prepared. The facts are, I'm calm. I'm ready to go. The facts are, there'll be a winner and a loser today. The facts are, I'm going to do my very best and I'm going to walk off that field knowing that that was an experiment today. Every time you play a sport, that is an experiment and you've got to move on and learn from that. If you harbor things like, I lost yesterday and our team lost last week, and they call it a losing streak, or they call it a winning streak. Well, in my research and my performance behaviors, there is no such thing as a streak. There's just a connection from one game to another of what you've learned. You participate with momentum. And as a team gets momentum, they get internal confidence an unconscious level that we did really well today. We all played today. Because uh, I guess I'm going to pull my hair out the next parent that says, you know, they need to play as a team. And I just look at that person and go, every human brain is different, so how could you possibly expect them to play in that regard? There's, there's no such thing as a team. But there's something as a sport family, that's for sure. So you take on each other's experiences and strength, and some guy's experimenting with a brand new shot today. Well, you support that. You know, you're up there in defense, containing the play and helping him. There's so many examples I could give you today, but I want you to think about this as we finish this short podcast. Logic and facts are permanent in sports. They're called statistics. So there's 57 ways that I've mapped out to win a hockey game, and they're all statistically proven. So why is everybody running around trying to teach you how to play a proper game? In reality, if we did half of what's on that list statistically, we'd win. So if you've got time today, you might uh, possibly seek out a movie called Moneyball. That's with Brad Pitt. He's a good actor, I guess, and a good performer. So watch that movie and find out how the face of baseball changed just through statistical analysis of what people were good at. And then join me again for the next podcast, which is on this power pack topic called Balance Reasoning. So I, I hope I've jarred your brain a little bit. If you didn't get all these components, play this podcast again. And pick out the good bits, because remember, stick with the facts. It's Coach Lori signing off, and I'll hear you, uh, your comments when they come in to me, and I'll also read all your emails. So send anything to me, innermindsports at gmail.com. Have a super sports day.